Hi, everybody. Welcome to another podcast by Savari. Today's episode is episode number 20. And this one is going to get into some very interesting topics and very difficult topics for me um, currently and always has been. So we're going to see how this one goes. But I know that God has been asking me to do this. So and I believe the timing is perfect. So we're really going to get into something that's very tough for me to cover, but I believe it's going to be very fruitful. It's going to be very good for us. So if you've been paying attention to the last few podcasts, you know that I have been using numbers to direct the podcast content and to use numbers, technically numerology, to help us overcome some things that may be hindering us in our lives. And today's episode is no different. Uh, it's just the emphasis I'm going to put on it is going to be, like I said, difficult, and I'll explain why. But the number 20 in the Bible means the heavenly atonement altar. And in layman's terms, what that means for us today, what the altar is for us today in the new covenant is the cross. So what does the cross mean? Okay, 20, I should say, the number 20 represents the cross. And so what does the cross represent for us? Well, I'm going to get into that. I'm going to get in how important it is for us to understand that and why it's really going to help us, okay? And there's a certain thing that God has been prompting me to talk about that is really going to bring the message home, okay? So I'll just, I'll get into it without delaying the meat and potatoes of the content too much. Um, but first, I want to explain why I'm hesitant to talk about the totality of this content. And it's because I have, and everybody does, I have this fear of being misunderstood. I have this fear of giving out false hope. I have this fear of coming up short. Um, I have this fear of not being able to provide on the things that I promise. And so that is a lot of what keeps people from saying what they truly feel. And so I have learned through God and Jesus that, that that stuff is really seriously hindering other people. And so the more I talk about what's on my heart, the more I speak what God is prompting me to speak, the more it'll help a lot of people. And so there's a lot of good things to some of my hesitations because it gives God a lot of space. And so God now, because I'm in such a humble place, God has a lot of space in my life and he has made a lot of improvements in such areas that I really feel the world needs to hear. Okay. And so without further ado, okay, podcast number 20 is all about being defined by the word of God instead of by the world. Okay. So really easy snippet, really easy slogan to understand would be, I am defined by the word. I am not defined by the world. Okay, and the emphasis I'm going to put on that I'm very hesitant to talk about is healing. Okay, so God, about a week, maybe two weeks ago, said I want you to talk about healing. And so my whole life has been hesitant to talk about healing for a lot of reasons. So I grew up in a church, a lot of weird things had, you know, happened in my life and other people's lives, loved ones around me happened uh, where I doubted the healing of God. And so you hear, when you grow up in a church, you hear about all these miracles and all these amazing things that God healed everybody. Jesus healed everybody. No one was ever sick or died around him. He resurrected people from the dead. And so when you hear of people that you know and, and 
and difficult things are going on in your life where this doesn't happen, where you believe in this God, this Jesus that supposedly did all these things and they don't happen, you start to doubt it. And so you don't want to talk about it. Like, yeah, I believe the Bible, I believe in Jesus, but I've never seen that stuff. So I'm just going to shy away from that stuff. So in classic, you know, typical adversity happens when God says this. Okay. So when God said, I want you to talk about healing and, and a specific thing that I'm going to talk about later and that I'm even more hesitant to talk about, um, he, you know, I was like, okay, you know, I think I'm kind of ready for this. And then sure enough, I get the flu, right? One of the worst flus I've ever had, um, you know, bad flu. Okay. Body aches, you know, puking, all the good stuff. So, but again, you know, I've realized now that when God gives me something, Satan is right there looking to give me a reason not to. And so I was like, okay, whatever. I'm over that. Still going to talk about healing. And then, you know, I get sick again. I get a head cold. First time I had a migraine, like since high school. Um, you know, sniffles, blah, 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 a little bit of cough, but whatever. I'm fine. I've, like I said, I've learned that when God gives me something, Satan usually tries to take it away. Unfortunately, though, I had a very close family member get diagnosed uh, with something very serious. And it's, and it's very scary and it's very um, heartbreaking. And so it's a very tough time for us. And, and not to go into everything, because um, I won't, out of respect for other people, but it's like, you know, it's, it's very hard, just to say the least. Um, but here I am. Okay, I'm still going to talk about healing because I have studied the Bible a lot. And there's a little bit of a full circle thing here for me and this particular family member because it really did start there. And so I feel like there's a little bit of a full circle coming to, okay, I'm not going to get into detail of it. Um, just know that, you know, there is a huge span of time in between this moment and moments prior. And so I have learned in between these two moments, the truth to healing. And so I have to speak it. And so what this is, okay, and so there's a lot of things that I've learned just within this week. Um, first of all, I am not a man defined by circumstances. I am not a man defined by convenience. I don't want you to be defined by your circumstances, and I don't want you to be defined by convenience either. And so what that means is I won't preach or I won't speak about what God says because I don't see it. I don't see it in my circumstances. I don't see it in my life. I don't see it uh, happening around me, so therefore it must not be true. Okay, well, that, if you read the Bible very closely, if you allow God to inspire you through the word you'll realize that in fact god is always prompting us through our heart and then the actual physical evidence of that happens okay so the truth is if you believe it you speak it and when you speak it you see it okay that is how it works okay if you believe it you speak it if you speak it you see it and so I'm going to talk about what it is that we need to believe in in order to speak it, in order to see it, okay? Because a lot of times we don't see it, so therefore we don't believe it. But it's the opposite, okay? That's the way the world works. That's why I say we are not defined by the world. We are defined by the word. 
So when the world is giving us all these crappy circumstances, family members getting sick, certain people can't have certain things because of physical ailments. Okay, I'm getting sick, whatever. That's what the world is defining us as. Okay, but I know the Bible says something different. And the reason why people aren't seeing the promises of God being fulfilled in their lives. And so, like I said, if you believe it, you speak it, you speak it, you see it. Okay, so what is it that we need to believe? All right, so I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. I'm not going to, you know, drag this podcast out. Okay, I try not to do that on anything. Okay, but what it really is, is forgiveness. Okay, I can, I can tell you of the millions and billions of Bible verses that tell us that Jesus forgives us for all our sins, past, future, and present. And a lot of Bible verses right after that say, and he will heal you after. Okay, so once we believe that we are forgiven, healing comes right after that. And so what I'm saying is it's important for us to remind ourselves of that. And an important Bible verse that I think it would be really good for everybody is to understand Psalm 103. So everything is written in sequence in the Bible. There's no just randomness, okay? And right in Psalm 103, it says, he forgives us for all thy inequities and he, and he heals us of all of our diseases. And so the word diseases means like everything, okay? The Hebrew language is very great language. And so it's not just certain things, it's literally everything. And he forgives us for everything. So the more we understand and believe and just accept, okay, how much God has forgiven us, the more healing we will see in our life. And the reason we aren't seeing this, seeing this type of healing in our lives, and I'm talking about everybody in the world, okay, is because we aren't listening to pastors that are preaching it. And there's not, I mean, there is and there isn't. I was at church last Sunday and I didn't hear it, okay? And so I feel like God has really put a purpose in my life to preach this stuff, okay? And what it is, even though I haven't seen a lot of it in my life yet, I know now that I am preaching it, I'm not preaching what we would call a mixed gospel and mixed message. I'm preaching that Jesus has given us everything. He has given every promise that's in the Bible, which is prosperity, which is salvation, which is health, which is forgiveness. All of these things, okay, are ours through Jesus. And that's why this number 20 is important because there's an exchange, okay? I'm a very... Um, mathematical person. I like science. I like physics. And so it's, everybody knows Newton's law that for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Okay. And so that is true. Okay. No one can deny that. Nobody's been able to prove that false. So for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. So what we need to understand is we can go to the cross and exchange all our inequities for all of his strength, okay? That's where people are missing. And it's not because they're bad people. And it's not because whatever, there's no, there's no, I mean, it's just some people, and I'm, I'm looking at preachers, some preachers don't fully understand the gospel. And so they don't know how to, or they're afraid, like I was, okay? So I don't, I'm, not, I'm not trying to condemn these people. I'm just saying, we all have fears. We all, we're all afraid of being misunderstood and we're all afraid of failing. I don't want to give somebody false hope that they can, be healed and then they're not okay but i know now with everything that i've grown up with with everything that god has put me through it all has a purpose and so this purpose is for people to understand 
that as a believer, you shall not die young, okay? There's Isaiah 60, read Isaiah 60, all right? He says, no infant, I mean, I mean, just, just read it, okay? Read it for yourself, okay? Because you'll understand that when you don't preach a mixed message, these are the promises, these are the results, these are the benefits, okay? And it's, it's on us to, to really believe, okay, that God is a good God. And this is something that I really want to hammer home, okay? Because it's hard for people to forgive um, themselves. And so this is, and, and a lot of people think the only reason God loves me is because of Jesus. That's not true, okay? God loves us so much that he gave us Jesus, okay? So people need to understand that God doesn't love us because of Jesus, all right? God loves us, so he gave us Jesus. There's a huge difference there. And if you can understand the difference, that's going to help you forgive yourself more and other people around you, which is going to allow the healing to flow in your life. Now, what I want to hammer home right here, right now, is how God loves us and why God loves us. And so we were created in his own image. Okay. And so people that are parents will truly understand this. Okay. How much for those of you that are parents and for people that are aunts and uncles, okay. How much do you just love your niece or nephew or your son or daughter because they are reminding you of your own image, right? You would do anything for that, that little human being. And, 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 and it goes across the board because we have so many personality traits. We can see ourselves in a lot of other people. Okay. And so and it's not just your own kid, like your own bloodline. You can see yourself in other people. So just imagine that. Like, I love this little human being because they remind me of my own image. And so, and then times that by a billion, okay, God says, you being sinners, giving your own kids good gifts, how much more am I going to give to you being God? And so it's important for us to understand God loves us because we remind him of himself. Okay, Jesus was a physical representation of that. The reason Jesus came to this earth, one of the many reasons, was because to show us who God is in the physical flesh. Okay, and he completed this Mosaic covenant to allow us to live in a much better covenant where all the promises, the good promises of the old covenant and the good promises of the new covenant, we get both. Okay, I used to not understand the double portion, but now I understand it. I literally admitted it in a podcast like two weeks ago. I didn't really understand it. And God revealed it to me. Why? Because I'm preaching it. Okay. So God reveals to those who preach. Okay. And we all preach. Like you don't have to have a podcast. You don't have to preach. Okay. But like I said, if you believe it, you speak it, you speak it, you see it. All right. And what I really want to get into now. Okay. But first, let me just, let me recap a little bit. Okay. So I know I said a lot. Okay. Healing. It is coincided with forgiveness. Okay. They're like, like a, a lane on a highway, they're right next to each other, the parallel lines, okay? So if you can allow God to forgive yourself for everything, okay? If you can allow God to reveal himself more and more and more and more and more to you, the more you will forgive yourself, those around you, the more you will, uh, the healing's a result of forgiveness, I should say, okay? Not that you should try to forgive, okay? Because I've been there with my dad and myself. I don't try to forgive. What I do is I focus on Jesus. I focus on how good he is, and he reveals to me a lot of things that soften up my heart, and forgiveness is the result. And then when forgiveness is the result, healing is the result. Okay, and again, God loves us so much because we are created in his image. So 
he has made this beautiful covenant with us where Jesus was our exchange, okay? So Jesus was our exchange. So every time you feel guilty about something, every time you're sick, every time you're feeling inadequate, every time the world's trying to define you, every time the world's trying to say you can't have kids, every time the world's trying to say that you're not a good enough father, every time the world's trying to say you're not a good enough football player, you're not a good enough this, you're not a good enough son, you're not a good enough daughter, you dress like this, you're not pretty, you're all these things, you're not, you're never, right? The world is always disqualifying us. It doesn't matter how, it always is. And so it's important for us to take all of this stuff that we're feeling in our hearts and put it on Jesus, okay? By his stripes, we are healed. So when we make that exchange for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. So when we put stuff, when we put all our inequities on God, we get all of his fruit, we get all of the love. We get all of the good things. We get everything that Jesus had in him that he gave up so we could have it, okay? Which is love, joy, peace, self-control, kindness, gentleness, goodness, okay? Those are the fruit of the spirit. And we get to enjoy those. We don't have to earn that. We just have to exchange that, okay? And that's why I say it's so important to have your identity in Christ. I don't have my identity, my identity in circumstances. I may have been sick a couple of weekends ago. My family members may be ill, okay? And I know there's a whole bunch of people out there that are sick, okay? And what I'm saying right now is you aren't defined by that stuff, okay? Remind yourself of the promises that Jesus exchanged for us, okay? It's important for you to believe it, okay? Go to the cross, say, I have this, whatever it could be. It could be, I mean, I've done this, okay? I have bad vision. I have like some worse vision, okay? And, and that's the one thing that's hindered me. Like, oh, Mac, how can I talk about healing when I haven't had my eyes healed? Like, I prayed for that so many times. But I'm defined by the word of God, okay? I'm not defined by my physical appearance, okay? And the word of God says that I can see and, and in a lot of weird ways. And again, I don't want to make this overly spiritual, but I can see things. I have a spiritual gift and vision, okay? And so a lot of times God will use our weaknesses to make him strengths in the spiritual. Now, I truly believe that there is going to come a point, because I've had a lot of honest conversations with God, there's going to be a point where I get my physical healing, and it's going to direct me in my spiritual vision. Um, now, with that being said, like, physical terminal illnesses are totally different, okay? Because I can see, I have contacts, it's not a big deal, okay? But things where you are hindered by Satan, okay? And these things are, like, you know, your, your typical things, okay? I'm not, I don't want to list them because I don't want to speak those, that, those things, okay? But you know deep down what I'm talking about. You know the difference, okay? And so the difference is this. Jesus has promised that all our inequities, all our inequities will be forgiven and all our diseases will be forgiven. And he says it everywhere and he does it all the time. Every time, just read the Bible. Just read the Bible. If you're not convinced of what I'm saying, read the Bible. Open it up randomly, okay? And you'll see. You'll see how God heals everybody, okay? And so... What I'm saying now is something that I feel is very weird. It's very strange, okay? Because it's, the church has botched this, okay? And, and since the church has botched this so much, um, the I mean, I don't want to say the church because I don't want to dig, I don't want to knock the church because the church is very good, okay? But traditional um, pockets of the church that I've been around have botched this. So you have to understand where I'm coming from. So I have this fear of talking about certain things because they were so weird in my life. And so, because of religion, okay? Religion has made things very, very weird. And 
the outside world looking in has made things very weird. They say, well, that's weird. That doesn't make any sense. And honestly, it doesn't make a lot of sense if you don't read the Bible. If you read the Bible, you'll start to realize why it makes a lot of sense. And then eventually psychology and neurology will back it up. And so I had to have some of that convincing. Um, I'll be honest. I was a little bit of a Timothy. I had to have some convincing in order to do certain things that the Bible had already told me or had already said this works. Um, and one of those is communion. Okay, so if you don't know what communion is, it's probably because you never grew up in a church, um, but communion is this practice or ritual inside certain pockets of churches that they just do. They just do it. They don't really know why they do it. A lot of people botch it and they mess it up. And so I'm here to correct that because communion is actually a very great way of exchanging our inequities for his healing power. Okay. And I'm going to get into that. So again, I have this fear of being misunderstood, just like you. I have this fear of rejection. I have this fear of being weird, um, which is kind of ironic because even though I have this fear of being weird, I'm very weird anyway. Uh, but, you know, I love myself and some people do too. And so I will say this, okay, just to make it a little less weird for those people that may have never heard communion. All it is is you drink like grape juice or wine. You say, this is the blood of Christ. He died for my sin. And then you eat a little piece of cracker, okay, or bread, and you say, this is the body of Christ, okay? And the body of Christ is healing. Body is so that your body can be whole, okay? There's a, there's a difference between the two, and, and, there's a, and again, it's a good reason why. And then there's anointing. Uh, I'm not going to get into the wine part. I'm not going to get into the anointing. I'm going to talk about the bread part um, because that is a physical body, okay? He, we break bread because he broke his body so our bodies could be whole. So that's the exchange, okay? And he did it right before he went to the cross, okay? So just so people get a better understanding of what communion is, okay, and again, like I said, I was afraid to talk about this because it is kind of weird, um, but you'll actually find out that the most successful people in this world, okay, regardless of their Christians or not, do weird things, not, not like bad weird things, but they do abnormal things, okay, and so I've realized people that are quote-unquote normal um, are defining themselves by the world, okay, what the world thinks is normal is not normal. That's what we need to understand. We need to start separating ourselves from the normalcy of society, okay? Because the normalcy of society is sucks and it's dumb and it doesn't bring life, okay? The abnormal life of a true believer is actually where we're supposed to be in life. Before Adam, that was what was cool and it is cool, okay? And so we need to get out of this mindset that this communion stuff doesn't work or it's weird and it's superstitious okay because it's not it can be if your heart's not in the right place like i said some some traditional pockets of churches have ruined communion absolutely but i'm here by the grace of god to set the record straight for everybody okay that's listening or watching appreciate you anyway so communion okay like i said drink you and so this is this is what it is this is what communion is okay and so when God puts something on my heart, he's like, hey, talk about communion. I'm like, well, okay. I don't really. So I started taking communion again. I used to take communion all the time. And I stopped because I wasn't really seeing the fruit in it. And the reason was because I was kind of doing it religiously. Um, I was doing it. I was doing, I was taking communion in order so that I wouldn't get sick, which is not how you're supposed to do it. Okay. This is how you're supposed to do it. Okay. And so I'll, this is a real story. So like a couple of days ago, I was taking communion and I had this cracker in my hand. I was in the kitchen and I always learn from my nephews and nieces. I, they're always just 
guiding me. It's very, very ironic. Okay, so I have this cracker in my hand and I'm about to eat it. And one of my nephews goes, hey, what are you doing? I go, oh, I'm about to eat this cracker. He goes, oh, nice. He goes, that's, that's a superhero snack. I go, yeah. <laughs> I go, that's exactly what it is. It's a superhero snack. He goes, can I have one? I'm like, yeah. And he takes stuff. He's like, oh, yeah. I'm a, he's like, oh, I'm all charged up. I'm a superhero. And all starts running around the house. And I just laughed. And, and so for me, I, that was like God telling me, this is, what, this is what the body of Christ is. This is what the bread of Christ really is. And there's, like I said, I've said this time and time again. I'll keep saying it. The Bible is always saying we need to have childlike faith. And so for my nephew to do that, it just gave me a revelation of what communion is. And what it is, it's a superhero snack, man. It really is. It's like, if you can, if you can have that in your heart, if you can read the Bible and, and, and understand God and under, and just ask God, like I did, hey, God, what is communion, okay? And he'll, and he'll tell you in, in all sorts of ways. But I'm here to tell you, man, it's like a superhero snack. You eat it and you get charged up. And I'll even go even a little bit deeper. We all have grace gifts. And if we take communion, okay, we're actually really activating, okay, our superhero powers, our, our grace gifts, okay? And, and I won't go too far into that. That's a podcast for a different time. But one of these grace gifts is healing. One of these grace gifts is, is prophecy. And, and I know we all, prophecy is kind of like a weird word. Okay, it's just vision. It's, it means a lot of different things. It means a lot to your environment and your purpose and your passion. Um, but it is a gift. It's a grace gift, something that God will never take away. But when we take communion we awaken it we we inspire these gifts to be become alive okay reminds me of like michael jordan you know the space jam movie the special stuff okay which all it was was really water like all this stuff is really wine or or, or you know grape juice all it is is a saltine cracker or something okay it's nothing special the substance ain't special okay but it's what you believe about what you're doing and i can go on and on and on and on and on and on about that Okay, but what we're doing is we're making a physical exchange, okay, so that we can have a spiritual resurrection. And when we have a spiritual resurrection, we have mental repentance, and then we have a physical recognition. Okay, so like I said, if you believe it, you speak it, you speak it, you see it. Okay, spiritual revelation, mental repentance, physical representation. Okay, so oftentimes in this world, right? What do we do? We work backwards. We work out. We train really hard. We go to therapists and counselors. We got the physical part down. We got the mental part down, but spiritually we're a wreck. Why? Because we don't believe in the forgiveness of sins, all sins. And this is really hard for me to say, okay? And I've said this in previous podcasts, we, our greatest weaknesses will become our greatest strength. So if you have like a great physical weakness, okay? If you allow God's forgiveness and grace, to evolve that into a great strength it will it will i promise you okay this is something that's very hard for me okay one of my greatest weaknesses if not my greatest weakness was my reputation because i was accused of sexual assault when i was 19 and that really rattled me because at that age i really cared about uh what i looked like but the, how the world defined me okay that was really hard for me um especially with my dad being a pastor right so it's like wow you know, I don't have a leg to stand on when it comes to reputation at all and I, or my identity. And I lost a lot. I lost everything. I lost football. I my, you know, okay. And I said this story before. Okay. But basically that was my greatest weakness. And through time and through a lot of, you know, reading the Bible and experiencing God's grace, something that's very hard for me. I've never done this. Okay. I'm about to do it now is say that 
even if that did happen, even if I was found guilty of what she accused me of, God still loves me. That's, and I, don't, and I have a hard time saying that because I put a lot of stake in being found not guilty, just in the sense that I truly believe that I was not guilty. But even so, okay, and, and for her, okay, even so, she is totally forgiven and, and, and God loves her and God has a plan of purpose for her. And even no matter what would have been the outcome of that situation, everything happens for a reason and God has forgiven me no matter what no matter what happened that, that night, okay? That's very hard for me to say because I feel like it leaves space for people to insinuate that I did it, okay? But you know what? I'm defined by the word of God and the word of God says that I'm forgiven for everything. And I know the greatest, greatest, I should say, apostle, okay? The man that wrote over half of the New Testament, okay? His name was Paul. But before he was Paul, he was Saul. And he murdered a bunch of believers, okay? He was not a good dude. He had a lot of bad things, okay? He was the worst person. He was Saddam Hussein, okay? I mean, Ben Laden, Hitler, okay? He was a bad dude. And God made him one of the greatest apostles ever in spite of what he's done. So, again, in spite of everything that I have done, okay, and some of the things that I will unfortunately do in the future, okay, just like you, God has forgiven me and you for all those things, no matter what it is. I don't care what it is, okay? And I know that's hard for humans to say that, but God's ways are much greater than my ways. God's ways are much greater than yours. And he's talking about forgiveness. He's saying, I gave Jesus Christ to take on every single sin, every, every single thought. I don't care. We all have messed up thoughts, okay? I know that, all right? I don't have the guts to say all of my deepest, darkest thoughts, all right? But I know we all have them. And so God has forgiven those. All right, you need to understand. And sometimes you need to understand that those that not all your thoughts are your thoughts, but that's a different, different conversation. Okay. But God has forgiven every single iota, past, present, and future, of everything that we could ever even possibly imagine. Okay. And when you root yourself in that, okay, that releases healing, that releases revelation, that releases fruit, okay, that releases Christ within you. All right. And so that's the exchange. Okay, that is the exchange. When you go bully to God's throne and say, I know I'm forgiven. I know I'm the righteousness of God in Christ because of what Jesus did. I know that all the promises that you have promised are mine. They're yes and amen. So if you have no money, know that God has a huge plan for you to prosper. If you have no health, know that God has a huge plan for you to be healthy. If you have so whatever your greatest weakness, if you have a terrible reputation, okay, if you've been smited by whatever, Okay, know that God has a great plan for me and you to overcome all these things. Okay, it's actually made me a great person because now I am here willing to say whatever God puts on my heart, which is a very hard thing to do because when you do that, you will get persecuted. I know for a fact I'm going to get shredded. Okay, and so here I am. All right, because I'm not defined by the world, I'm defined by the word of God. So I put my nose in that word and I put my life on it. Okay, just like Jesus did. So that's what I'm saying. All right. And, and, and I don't want people to get crazy. I don't want people to think that this means that doctors are bad. Doctors are evil. Chemo is not cool or whatever. The, the whole world's against you or that you can't take pills. Okay. Or medication. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that stuff is good actually uh, up into a certain degree. All right. 
and that's between you and God. Okay. I know that like, for example, I don't go outside driving around without my contacts. That's stupid. Okay. But I know God, okay. is going to heal my vision, and, but it has nothing to do with me doing something like that. It has everything to do with what Jesus did at the cross. And so one day I will wake up and have the vision that I need in the moments that I need it. Okay. And so then I will not drive with, without contacts. Okay. So if you're on medication right now, the doctor will confirm that you don't need your medication anymore. Okay. Then you don't need to take it. Don't stop taking your medication. All right. In hopes to move God. That is where this, if I can, if I can, I don't think I've gone too long. If I can really hammer this home, this is where the mixed message part needs to get separated. People think they need to move God in order to be healed. People think they need to move God in order for him to prosper them. People think they need to move God with their prayers, with their actions, with their faith in order to receive shalom. Okay. But that's not how it works. Jesus said, Shalom I give to you. I encourage you strongly to uh, know the definition of shalom, okay? It's not even able to be described in our English dictionary. It takes like 100,000 words to describe what shalom, the word shalom is, okay? And Jesus says, I leave that with you. I give that to you with no condition, okay? So we need to understand that this word shalom was given to us just based off of the fact that Jesus said at the cross, forgive them for they know not what they do, okay? We don't move God. God moves us. We don't move God. God moves us. Our faith is not a work, okay? Our faith comes by hearing and hearing. How easy is it to sit there and just hear something, right? It's super easy, okay? So that's all we have to do, all right? You hear good things, good things happen. You believe it, you speak it, you see it, okay? And the, and the thing is, in order to believe it, you got to hear it. So that is what Podcast 20 is all about. Okay. I want people to truly, truly know. And I, might, I might hammer this home for the rest of my life. Okay. Because of the things that have happened in my life, so important that people understand the true gospel. People understand that God has given us healing and that God has given us the complete resurrection of life within us. Okay. Based off of the fact that we are created in his own image, based off the fact that he just loves the the you know what out of us he just loves us he had to he had to give up his son because of how much he loved us he had to give us all these promises because of how much he loves us okay <clears throat> so it's important for us to walk in these promises and the way we walk in it is by hearing and hearing okay yes and amen yes and amen believe it speak it see it so i love you guys one thing I will say, it's not off topic, but I would encourage you to look up the verse, Second Peter 9. He says, if there's chaos in your life, the only reason there's chaos in your life is because you're forgetting the forgiveness of God, okay? Forgiveness is the most important thing. If I could only say one word for the rest of my life, it would be forgiveness, okay? It is the most important thing. It's the crux of the Bible. The ultimate sacrifice, the ultimate exchange was out of forgiveness for out of love, out of unconditional love, faith, hope, and love, man. I mean, those are the things that you want to see in your life. You want to see the fruits of the spirit. And this is how you do it. Okay. Read the word, read the word of God. Okay. I can tell you guys the word of God. All right. And all that, all I'm really trying to do is inspire you to have a relationship with God, the right relationship with God, because right believing leads to right living. And so after everything that I've been through, I have to say this stuff. I lost a family member. Uh, she was like 23. It was really hard for me. Okay. And so 
I have been on a journey of figuring out how to heal people basically. And so and healing comes in many forms. It can be psychology. It can come, it can come with the talk. It can come with a laying on the hands. It can come with, you know, it, it could be, like I said, it could be an emotional healing, physical healing. Okay. Spiritual healing. Uh, it all falls under those three categories, but basically there's a lot of things to healing. So don't just think one way. Uh, I used to think one way, but anyway, so what I was kind of alluding to earlier is this one family member that I lost when I, you know, when we were young, when she was 23, I wish they made just her, um, you know, she is related to this person that is in my family that, you know, is having a hard time right now. And so it is hard, you know, but, So, you know, it is hard, but again, I'm not trying to cover up my emotions. I'm really not, you know, I love doing this podcast. I love that that, that, just, that, that just happened, huh? but yeah, well, like I said, we're not defined by our circumstances. Okay. We're defined by the word of God. So I know that good things are happening and good things are going to come from all of the hardships that we just got to keep moving. We got to keep trusting God for all that. So yeah, that's the last podcast 20. All right. I love you guys, man. Be bold, be blessed.